Bonjour, je m'appelle David, du podcast Draw, Lose or Draw, and both myself and Matt are still on podcast holiday at the moment. I am currently in Lille, eating a croissant, basking in the glory of Scotland's majestic 6-0 win over Spain and Seville to qualify for the Euros. As with last week, there is no weekly review podcast this week, so instead we have another special interview for you. Back in February, we released a documentary episode to commemorate the 30th anniversary of us winning the 10 and 60s. That's still available on our feed if you want to go back and listen to it, it's fantastic. In the making of that episode, we interviewed Thistle's star player that weekend, Paul McLaughlin. Paul talked to us for nearly half an hour about the 10 and 60s, about John Lambie, a lot of which didn't make it into the podcast at the time. So, to fill the gap while we're away, unearthed from the vault, here's a full episode of Paul McLaughlin. We'll be back next week with a review of the Dundee United game. We'll talk about this game as well. But until then, enjoy the episode and Alayla Jags. At that time when, when Andy and I joined them, and then when they started with the Premier League, it was... The bunch of boys they had was the best. Uh, honestly, the crack was great. Everybody got on with each other. It was fantastic. It was a great time to play with them. It really was a great time to play with them. And then with the with the tennis sixties thing, it was just out of the blue. I was to win it, but it was it was a great experience. But it was brilliant. The whole thing was brilliant. The whole the time at the club was fantastic. So what what were your thoughts when you get told? Because I, I believe we got we got in quite late, didn't didn't we? It was like only a week or two before, and you were told you're going to be playing in a six aside tournament. What were your thoughts on that? I was, do you know what? At the time, David, if I can recall, I don't think we were doing the, the greatest. We, we were through a wee blip in the league at that time, and then the gaffer just came in, and I it was, it was, I'm sure it was the gaffer was in laughing about it, and then Jerry Collins had come in, and then he said, right, we're going up, and he'd. he'd See, this is the players that are going up, and like to myself, I was near the, I was near the nimblest, and we're sitting there. And I'm got that's fine. There were like three eyes like English and boys like Sammy Johnson. That they weren't there, but you're sitting saying, "Ah, oh, well, we'll go up, we'll have a good time." But if I can recall, we get we get beaten penalties with Hearts, didn't we? Yeah, Davy Irons missed the last penalty. He still thinks about it. Aye, <laughs> we get we get beaten penalties, and then the other one that I can remember is. Just the St Johnston game, I think we were 2 0 doing, then we won, we ended up winning that, and then we went on, it was Airdrie in the final. It was just, it was a cracking experience, it really was. Underdogs, we were the last ones in, we were the, the bookies outsiders, but to actually get through it all and probably to be part of it. Absolutely. Now, I, I spoke to several players about this, and they've all said that the tactic at that tournament was <laughs> to run the ball to you. And then just you bolted it. Is it so? Uh, do you think that the, the format suited you? Um, sort of enclosed spaces where you could just hammer it. And I, well, I must have been the five or six because see, when I went out to the park, we parted six. So before that, we when we played with Celtic the reserves and stuff like that, was hey, you were banging goals left, right, and centre. But then somehow we we parted. I don't know what the crack was. I just couldn't score. Anything. But then we just went up there and I remember the first couple of games it was just we were it was just, just involved in this noon again and then when it came to the St Johnston game I think we went two nothing down and just every time the ball came you you knew just shoot, just shoot. And just lucky in the St Johnston game it worked. The first one worked out and then the second one it hit and it came off the the back of the key went in. 
But then in the final, I know, I think we went one the hundred in the final. The big DV quiz. And then we got a free kick with the goalkeeper. He held on to the ball. I think it was five second rule or something like that. Then. It, it was one of the ones that David took a free kick short. I went out and scored it. And then in the second half, twice, when I got the ball, it just opened up. I had a shot and I went in. And I'll never forget when we'd win, we'd scored the fourth one. We could have, I think I had a shot to make it five, but the keeper saved it. But I'll never forget Paul Kinnaird, he was squealing, going mad at me for no passing it to him. And lucky enough, we held on and got the result, because see if we didn't, I'd never have heard the end of it with him. It was brought, it was a great, great experience then with the crowd being so close to the players. It was fantastic, it was brilliant. Yeah, because we, we had a really, really big backing at that. Uh, we didn't have, it was, it was unbelievable, the backing we had, you were... You think the Celtic, Rangers, the, all the bigger teams, and then we us, but coming for Glasgow, and they, they, they turned up for us, and it was great. It was brilliant, and hopefully they all enjoyed it as well. They seemed to enjoy it, so it was magic to, for I'll have to take something back to the club, no, to still be the winners there as well. It's, it's a cracking wee achievement. Absolutely, and to win it, um, I mean, SECC is basically party, isn't it? Like, it's right, that's, right. That's it. It's you, right in the heart, yeah. Exactly, so yeah, right so. In the heart, yeah. Even though they don't play there anymore, you know, they still won a, a trophy in part for the the, the that local was that, team. Aye. Um, aye, it's a good wee night after that and also good crack with the boys, but nobody expected parties, that's what you got up there. We were just going up there to make up the numbers, that's what people saw it, but with the, t- with the players that they had up there, I mean, I'd played with Jerry Britton before, Andy Murdoch, when we were at Celtic, Dave, the likes of Davy Irons, he'd like to wee George Shaw, Colin McGlashan, Peaky, Stuff like that. I mean, big wee, big Martin Clark at the back. Hey, cracking, cracking team they had. Great team they had. Definitely. And um, Lambie didn't show up for this because, uh, according to Jerry Britton, he just couldn't be asked to be honest. But no, couldn't be bothered. That wasn't his. That wasn't his forty. That wasn't his forty. He'd, he'd rather have sat out with his pigeons than I think. I think John Lambie at the time must have so ah hey, no bother coming through to that now. But Jerry and Big Chisholm, Big um, Gordon, Big Chis, they took it. But I can't even remember as much Jerry. I don't even think Jerry had a team talk. Anything like that. It was just a case, say, right, I'll pick the first team and then see how it goes, and then you start chopping and changing. And it just so happened that it worked out for us. So, um, so what was what was your? How did you find working under Lambie and that team like? Obviously, there's so many stories about him. Like, how did how did you find working under him? Did you have any daft stories? What was your thoughts on him? No, the daftest one was when we went down to Blackpool, and well, there was one I'll never forget. We were training up at some park. I can't remember the name of the park, and he stopped the training. I think it was halfway through it. Either they started halfway through it and he went in his car and in the back of his car he had pigeon boxes. <laughs> and he, I see if a word to a lie and they were full of pigeons. And he went into the back of his car and opened the boot of his car and he was going to be seated something. I can't remember to this day. He picked out one of the pigeons and made a comment that basically usually end up fucking getting this if you don't pull your socks up. And he wrung the pigeon's neck in front of us. <laughs> Broke the pigeon's neck in front of us in the car park when we were training. We were sensing, holy fuck. <laughs> but then the time we went into Blackpool and we all had a carry on and we grabbed him. And he slipped. And we thought it was a laugh. And then he ended up in hospital. I think he cracked two or three ribs. I was doing the pleasure beach. 
uh, on the, the beach, but it was just a character. I mean, I know him and I had one or two wee run-ins, but he was an absolute character. You knew where you stood with him. That was the main thing. He said, told you your face, he wouldn't go behind your back. Tell you straight up, and that was it. And it was, it was enjoyable working with him and Big Jerry. Big Jerry's a lovely big fella as well. And I'd, with no problems, it was the carry on at the end of it when he was going on about my weight. That was the first I heard it the day he said to me, he's letting us go, and I was I was shocked. But other than that, I couldn't, no, I wouldn't have a bad bad thing to say about him. He just, if he'd something to say, he'd say it. He wouldn't hide it. I mean, I remember one day, I think it was, was it his, his mother passed away mm-hmm. when we were playing. We had a game during the week and his mother passed away. And he went to the game, but he went into the terracing. And all you can hear in the terracing was, get on damn you fucking big bastard, they're fucking you and this was him. In the terracing with the supporters, shouting at the players. <laughs> he was mad. I seem to remember someone told me this in a pub for that, that sort of story about how I think he maybe went, maybe went to be sent home and he went and certain fans or whatever and apparently he turned to him and he says I can't believe you pay to watch this shite every week <laughs> sure, the, the one we call him a glashing when Colin got a head knock mm-hmm. and he said to him listen what were we doing what, I think he said he's fucking flinging back on he, he's running about there thinking he's pearly or something like George Best just get him back on the park it's, it's comical it was absolutely comical, but no, it's sad that he's passed. Um, but no, I've uh, you've not got a bad word to say about him. He's some, he's somehow he's mad management. You've been with other managers, played under other managers that the way they talk, the, the way they talk, and they get through things. He was the same, but you knew right away. And if you said anything to him, he wouldn't miss you and hit the wall in front of everybody. He'll just bang. That was you. But then he would, he'd be chatting away to you the next day. He's just one of the guys that's, uh, I, I don't know, I can't remember if it was the next day I went in, I was carrying on with him, 10 and 60s, and uh, don't be thinking about a new contract for that, laughing, and then walked out. That's <laughs> just him, that was just him, he was just a, he was a character, a character. So in terms of the 10 and 60s, where does it rank for you? Like, also, well, I mean, the, the, the barometer I've been asking all the other players is, do you still have your sort of tankard in your... Oh, uh, aye. Do you have it in the mantelpiece, or is it... I've still got the tanker, and it was somebody, somebody I knew at the time had got me in contact with somebody that got me a video of it, at the, at the old VHS videos at the time, and I've still got the video of the whole the whole thing. It's um, up in the loft in the house. But no, I've still got my tanker and stuff like that. I, I wouldn't, you wouldn't part with that. The only thing I will say is the year we won it, they just gave you the tanker. The years before that, they were all getting them in these blue velvet boxes and all that. We ended up with just getting a tanker handed to us. A carrier bag, yeah. <laughs> I think it was. Like, I don't think they were expecting parties that sort of day anything, so we ended up with just getting tankers. But to this day, it's still, it's great when you hang back and parties that's working up there. And I know people say, oh, gee, it's only the 10 and 60s. But it's no, everybody wants to go up there and win it. I don't care if you play with Celtic Rangers, Aberdeen Hearts. Everybody wants to go up there and win it. And there was, there was good players. I mean, that, when we went through and it was the likes of... You look at the, the likes of the Airdrie team, you'd, um, what do you call him, Hang Coyle was there, you had wee Jimmy Boyle, the first team players were up there, and you look at the Hearts team, the likes of John Robertson and them, they were playing, they were all putting big names, I mean the St Johnston team we played was basically the first team, and you're still going up, you want to win it, and it's, it's like a wee knot, when you do something well in the, the t- tournaments, and it just so happened it was the last one, and 
we ended up winning it and it was it's brilliant. It's great, it's great looking I mean, looking back and all the, the paper cuttings and newspaper cuttings and on YouTube and stuff like that, but it was a fantastic experience. Would you like to see it come back? Would you like to see some sort of I would aye, I would. In a way you no, know, because we won the last one, so that you're saying no, we would be the holders, we want to stay. But no, would that, that kind of football, I'd have done it, they, they had it in England for a while, and then it was just Celtic Rangers that were going down. But no, I think it would be good. It, do you know what? It's a break. And at that time, it helped us. We weren't like, going through the best of time in the league-wise with a wee dip. And then, going to that, you just, you forget about everything. You just, you go there, and it's a totally different atmosphere. It was, everybody's right on top of you. And I'll never forget it to this day. It was... It was some experience. It was great, and anybody says tells you that they just got up there and they're just it's up for a laugh, and they're just no. You you got up there and you want to win it, and for us to win it, brilliant for the club, brilliant for us, and it was great just to be part of it. See, Davy Irons get man of the tournament despite the fact you were the one who scored all the goals, and he gets sent off in the final. What did you <laughs> he think gets of sent that? Off, I remember. <laughs> no, we never, never ever mentioned. Do you know what? It never even crossed my mind. I, I remember Davey winning the thing, but no, I never even, I never even thought twice about it. It was just a fight to be won it. It was, no, I wouldn't think like that. That's one thing about me. I was, sure, the first time, I think, we already carried on with John Lambie and that, and he was, the, the first time, I think, we got into, it was the first year I was here, and then the second, into the next season, I think the first game at home was against Kilmarnock. I think we won one nothing. I'm sure we did. We still in the first division before that was year, the year before we get promoted, and I'm sure we beat them. And it was Tommy Burns who was the manager. I'm sure we beat them one nothing. And at the end of the year, I get the the man of the match. And then I get tell you good side to um, present it, and it was just Lambie. He's gone mad. It was actually a butcher's or a shop, and they were giving me eighteen beef burgers. It's my push. <laughs> It's my man in the match and Lambie says, for fuck's sake, that's all he needs. That <laughs> <laughs> was just a tight wheel, that was just him. Okay. <laughs> but no, I never even, the man in the match thing we at the fives or anything like that, play the trip, no, never. It was, it was only two games that it really counted, the five goals in the two games. I don't even know even know who ended up top goal scorer in the, the competition or nothing. The, yeah, there was a lot of goals in it. Like uh, there was a lot. Was. I, we, we scored. We scored the most out of everybody, definitely. But right. there, there was a lot in it. I mean, I mean, for me, if I was in your shoes, where um, if I was in your Adidas Sambas <laughs> on that on that pitch, you you were the star of the show at the SECC. You can always say that. You know, like you think all the the bands and all that, and all the the pantos not that have happened. That you you've rocked. You've tread the boards literally at the SECC and gave a. Show stealing performance. Um, if if the if the call came out, obviously you mentioned like the master football and stuff like that before. If the call came out to get the sixes uh, team back together, uh, would you be uh, lacing up the sambas again and having a go I'd, at it? I try. I wouldn't. I know I was. I was the fastest then. I'm certainly not the fastest now. The old knee. I've had one knee done. I'm waiting on the other one getting done. But no, it'd be. I would be good crack. I dare say the likes are. Andy and Dave Irons, that we George Shaw. I, I dare say they'd be they'd be up for it. I don't think they've lost much, but no, it'd be good crack. Just the fact to see them all again up and meeting the, the boys again. I've no saw. I I was lucky enough when I went over to Derry. I spent two years. Paul Kinnear came over, and Paul and I get really close when he was over there. And then Dave Irons, when he was the manager of Gretna, and him and Ray Farnley 
they two they ended up drawing Derry City in the cup. And I'd been speaking to Davy before that about when they went to Motherwell, I think it was. I think mm-hmm. they weren't allowed to play at Gretna. Yeah. Through the gaffer, so they went to Motherwell and I was chatting to Davy before that and it was like, hey, what do you think? And I said, oh, hey, whoever, you'll score the first goal, you'll go on and you'll run riot and blah, blah. And I remember going in and uh, I was in the pub in Derry with my father-in-law watching it and they were all sitting there and I was, oh, hey, that's Gretna team because they were doing well at that time, Gretna. Yeah. And they were... What do you think? And I said, hey, this could be four or five not in Gretna. They scored first. And I think Gretna went out of heart in the first five, ten minutes and they went one nothing up. And all of a sudden, the roof fell in. And I think Derry City ended up beating them 5-1. So at the next game, at the home game for Derry the next week, I'd contacted Davy and he said, no, we're going down to train. So I'd made my way down to the Brandywell and he came up to me and said, don't fucking give me advice again about my team to play. <laughs> And it was one of the games with Derry City. It was, I don't think it's happened again. But the likes to the boys, but Davy Irons, absolute gentleman. Andy Murdoch, you know yourself, big Jerry Britton. I was lucky enough to play with Jerry at Celtic for two years. Unbelievable. Even when he came to Party Thistle in the career he had, he an unbelievable finisher and player. Brilliant. But the boys that they brought in that, that he got that year when we got promotion, you go through the team. Some some fantastic players there with some great backgrounds. Do you know what I mean? Paul Kinnaird. I mean, I think he's one of the most underrated players. Brilliant, so he was. And yeah, looking for all the, the footage and stuff like that of that time because there's quite a lot of like Scott Sport footage and stuff like that, and uh, and the, the tenant sixties as well, and all that. And yeah, you just look at the team. I mean, from speaking to other people and stuff like that. Uh, the, the tournament was very much suited for that that those those players, um, like so, like the players that you had at the time, you know, the, having the six aside indoor tournament was, you know, really really suited them, um, just with their, their styles of playing. So it's just someone like Jerry Britton as well. I mean, you look at some of the stuff he's done with others and with other teams and things like that, and you look at it and you're just he, he absolutely thrived in that sort of thing. So it's a shame he only got to play one because uh, I think he'd have been a great fixture every year seeing Jerry Britton playing that. A laugh and all because even De- Jerry twists and turns, you're expecting his legs to be wrapped around his neck just the way you used to run and the way you went. But Jerry was a great finisher, fantastic finisher. Him and we, Jordy up front, Colin McGlashan. It was just, it was set up for us. We Don, God rest him. I mean, we Don could fair pack a shot and all. You, you know, Davy Irons, Big Jerry. It was, no, it, it was set up. We were confident going into it. We, we really were confident when it came into the semis in the final. We weren't scared then, and we had nothing to prove. We were just there, flung in at the last minute. But to actually, when you think back about it, to go in there and you look at all the past winners, and then you've got parties this up, it's a it's a great wee achievement. It really is. And what was the pitch like? I've had I've heard different reviews from it was like a bowling green, uh, indoor bowls carpet to painted concrete to. Um, the, basically the floor that you're walking on um, at the moment I, I'd, be, I'd go to the floor I'm walking on to the, the painted concrete that would that would narrow, narrow it down aye. it wasn't the, was the greatest but it worked for us so we can't complain too much see when you, you're just getting flashbacks now Elisa uh, um, winning it and then the reaction of the supporters I mean it's a cracking wee bush for them and all and then when you're looking back that, that season no many teams will go there and then do that. Plus, we went away to Parkhead, we beat Celtic, we went away to, um, we had Rangers at home when they were running riot everywhere. 
in the the Srinahan game at uh, for Hull, I mean it could have been more. It really could have been more when we beat them. So at that time it was a it was a great time to be at Party Sissel and to be part of it. No, loved it and really enjoyed it. It was brilliant. Um, one question I want to ask you before I just want to confirm um, a story I heard uh, many years ago I was getting a taxi to go to a Christmas night out um, and I was in a rush or whatever and I got into the taxi and uh, I was sitting, I'd have been at the Thistle game that's why I was in a rush trying to get back and all that uh, went and get dressed, get in the taxi or whatever and I'd said to the taxi driver oh I was at the Thistle game today and he's like alright oh, I'm doing the 50-50 next week right um, and the, it was um, a keeper called Kevin Budanoukis who's a couple of years after yourself I believe um, I know I, I remember Kevin I... yeah, yeah. Um, he, he was a taxi driver and he told me that when you used to train because you didn't have like a training pitch um, that you used to just go about in a van Trying to just in the back of a van, trying to find a park to trying play to, in. I think the fun part that was a Lambie thing. We used to go up to the big park up beside Fat um, and then we used to go to the the AstroTurf. No, the AstroTurf. It was like a red red ash. It was like a school just mm-hmm. down for Hill as well. But I, uh, you just anywhere they could get it, especially seeing the bad weather. It, it, it'd have you running about in the street if it wasn't cars going up and down. He'd have had you there running up and down, just anywhere. And if you couldn't find anywhere, then he'd say right. Basically, between you and I, fuck you, right, run, and he just run you. I mean, I remember, and this is a lie, a word of a lie, we went to the, we went pre-season training at the back of Fur Hill, there's a park at the back of Fur Hill, you got the hill, if I can remember, yep. and we had to, we used to run, that, I don't know if, was that the same park, Chick Charlie had the, the, sword, the sword? I, I it sounds the, about right, I think so. <laughs> but we had... We get told big jail to Jerry Wright, get him away. So he took us away this mad run and all through the park. Then we come back and we're sitting there. And there's fucking tractor tyres at the bottom of the hill with cones. And there's fucking tractor tyres halfway up the, the hill. What's this fucking, what's this? And it was all like chicanes he'd, he'd put up the hill. He had, he had ropes attached to the tractor tyres. And you had to put that round your shoulders and fucking drag his tractor the, the tractor tyres up the hill round the first cone but you couldn't just go round the first cone you had to go away wide and then come down and then the fucking tractor tyre was chasing you when you're running down the hill and then you had to go up and it was like three or four tyres they had hang me do and you had to go up the hills that was his pre-season with fucking tractor tyres tied to a rope running about your waist or your, your shoulders so, it's mad so no um pre-season summer camp away to Turkey for four weeks in the summer no it was to Turkey I think we went to Inverness <laughs> I think we went he took us out to Inverness um, he's been up there for four or five days I think it was I had four we had three or four games up there it was great and then usually took us to to go to Blackpool he liked to see you sweat and run about that sand and then one year when we in the Premier League, we accumulated, I think it was 18 points. The way he broke it down, he broke it into, uh, he reckoned if you get 18 points for every, for like a quarter, you'll stay up. So the first season we were there, I think we came out the blocks flying and we, we, we uh, the 18 points accumulated in the bother, but I think it was uh, the chairman at the time he'd put in and, no, wasn't it? It was whoever it was that sponsored had said, listen, I think it was Jordy Shaw he got a hat trick against was it Dundee mm-hmm. I think it was Dundee so that guaranteed us so much money and 
for that, they said, right, we'll take you away. They took us away to Benidorm for, I think it was five or six days in a week, took us to Benidorm. And we were flying and we came back to Benidorm, I think we got fucking hammered for about 11 games. I don't think we kicked a ball. <laughs> I don't think we kicked a ball. Yeah. But that was the same way. He gave us two or three days. We went to Benidorm and he gave us a couple of days off. And then he, I think it was on the third night, he said, right, me for a drink. He said, up early in the morning, going for a, a wee training. And we went back and I, I think it was about 8 o'clock in the morning, we all got woken up, get your gear on. And the sweltering heat and he ran us stupid, run about but in Benidorm, the streets in Benidorm. <laughs> and then took us, took us down the beach and hammered us. And I, it's mad. That was just him. That was with good laugh. I really enjoyed working under him and Big Jerry. Big Jerry's a lovely big fella, and no, it was just a great time to be there and be involved in it. I meant to ask. There was a rumor swirling about that you yous were offered a holiday if you won the tenant sixes. Did you get the holiday? Was that Benidorm or? <sighs> no, we get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we get nothing. We never saw a thing. I don't know what Lambie done with it. It was either him or the chairman got it, but I think it was 18 grand you go for winning it at that time. Uh, no, no. We didn't even get a night out. No. Oh. <laughs> Not a thing. But no, hey, that's, that's neither here or there. It was just a brilliant experience. And I I'm really looking forward to getting up tomorrow and meeting all the boys and all that and getting a bit of crack after it. And as I said, I'm taking my son up with me. He was, he was just a baby at the time. And he's really looking forward to it and all, and it'll be good. It'll be a really good day. No, definitely. It'll be, it'll be good fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it myself. I'm going to the, the, the dinner as well. I'm looking forward to hearing all the, the daft stories. Well, it'll, be, it'll be a good laugh. But, um, I, uh, no machine hit the wall up there, that's for sure. It'll be, you, you'll need to be thick-skinned, put it that way. I, I, can, I can imagine. But, um, I said, um, is there anything else you want to say at all? Um, anything else you want to mention before I let you go? No, just just all the best to the, the club. They're a massive club. They really are a massive club and brilliant, brilliant history. And no, just I spent two and a half great years there. Really, really enjoyed it. And I just hope the good times come back. I think it's it's only the second time I've, I've been up there since I left. I think I went up one other game, but it was just as a supporter. I went into the... The crowd, I can't remember the game, yeah, it, was, it was against Celtic. And then, <clears throat> this, I've just not had a chance to get back and forward with my work and stuff like that. But then when Jerry had texted me and told us about the like, reunion thing, you couldn't miss it, it was great. It's like, it, it, was, it was a great, great thing to be involved in it and watching it before that was great. But to actually be involved in it and then, as I said, with the, the crowd right beside you, the atmosphere was unbelievable. Even at the final, when you when you look back in the final, the atmosphere was fantastic, and it was good to see the the Partick fans with a smile on their face because no, we deserved it. We deserved it. Thank you very much, Paul. Um, it's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Um, no, a pleasure, mine. But thank you very much. 